Welcome to the big show. He could go all the way. Oh, America, are you serious? It is showtime, baby. Here we go. I am your host, Josh Blair. Tonight we've got a special guest. She sent her emails, she sent her tweets to at LeafsLunatic and LeafsLunatic at gmail.com. We have Katie live in studios towards the end of the show. It's been a little while since we've spoken. Since then, the Leafs have been playing pretty well as of late. Most recently against the Washington Capitals. And in that game we saw William Nylander sitting out with an apparent upper body injury. But it looks like he'll get the nod tomorrow when the Leafs are in Edmonton taking on the Oilers. Taking his place was number 24, Peter Holland. And Peter played decently well. Didn't shine too brightly. You know, he's not really loved by Coach Mike Babcock. Doesn't seem to dress very often. His playing time over the last few years has really diminished. And there's, quite frankly, just more skilled players on this team, and it's hard for players like him to make a role, especially when he doesn't always compete the way his coaches would like him to. Having said that, Nikita Sashnikov... He made it up to the Kadri line, and they are probably one of the better lines all night. Coach Mike Babcock likes the way he plays, plays very physical, and he's mean out there, he says. And you can see it when he's on the ice, he finishes checks. He's got a great shot. He hasn't had a ton of goals this year yet. We saw it last year, and with the Marlies, he's got a great release. And he's starting to play pretty well, and it'll be interesting to see if he starts getting more and more playing time, especially now. That Nylander is kind of in the bad books with Mike Babcock. There's something about his compete level. He doesn't always compete. Very similar to Peter Holland. And Sashnikov seems to compete every shift. He's the type of player who skates off hard to make changes. He's constantly working out there. He doesn't take a shift off. That's the type of player that Mike Babcock likes, and that's the type of player that we Leafs Lunatics like. So it'll be interesting to see how much more playing time he gets and where Nylander's going to slot in. He's clearly skilled. He's got a ton of talent. But Babcock likes players who work. He likes the Zach Hymans. He likes the Leo Komarovs. He doesn't care how much skill you have if you're not going to work hard. I think that's something important about players playing hard and making sure the whole team is competing hard and there are no more Phil Kessels who take off shifts and just rely on their skill to get by. Mike wants everyone on this team to compete the same way and compete hard no matter who they're playing against, who you're matching up against, every night, compete. If you're down four goals, you compete. And we see that out of Matt Martin, fourth-line player. 
got his second goal of the season last night against the Capitals. And Martin played really, really well this last few games. He had a great pass up there by Marner, got the breakaway, top cheese, no problem for Martin. He had a beauty scrap sticking up for his teammates. He almost had an assist to get that Gordie Howe hat-trick, but couldn't quite finish it off. He's the type of player that will compete no matter what, finishes every hit. Last number of years, he's always leading the league in hits. 2.5 million, maybe a little bit pricey for a fourth liner, but he's exactly the type of gritty player that the Leafs need that they can rely on for protection for some of the younger guys and the type of guy that sticks up for your team and can really give you a boost, especially when this team starts getting into the playoff conversation. That's the type of guy you want on your team going into battle in those hard playoff games or even the games down the stretch if they are going to be competing for a playoff spot, whether it be this year or next year. And whether or not they get there this year, it's going to be tough to say. They've been sort of hovering around 500 all year, just past the American Thanksgiving, and that's sort of the point in the year where you can really get a good idea of what teams are and what they're going to be. And it's something like 75% of teams that are in the playoffs at this time of year stay in that position, or at least in the playoff race, for the whole year. And that doesn't seem to shift so much. And so, as it stands right now, the Leafs aren't quite in that position. But they are only, I think, three or four points out of the playoff spot right now. So they're still right in that sort of hovering zone. And the way Mike Babcock wants the games to be spread out is that his team plays in five-game chunks. And his team and his players are evaluated every five games. He wants the Toronto Maple Leafs to get six points out of every five games played. And if the Leafs are able to pull that off, if they can get six points out of every five games, which really doesn't sound like a lot, six points out of every ten possible points, they would end up with about 98 points at the end of the season. And 98 points is probably good enough to get into a playoff position or a wild card position in the Eastern Conference. And evaluating those blocks, if we look at the first five games, the Leafs made five points. So right under that six number, they had a bit of a rough start giving up some of those four-goal leads and whatnot in the first few games. Coming into the next little chunk of games was probably their worst effort. They only got four points instead of the necessary six that Babcock would like. And that was the stretch where they played against Tampa Bay. They lost heavily. They played against Montreal, and Carey Price just seems to dominate every time they play him. And then they played the Islanders, and they had a really rough game against the Islanders, but then they bounced back. So four points in that five-game chunk. You look at the next, they had six points in that five-game chunk, so that's exactly what Babcock's after. We look at the most recent five-game chunk. They actually got seven points. They played really well. Um, They only lost, I think, to Montreal. Their only major loss in that little span was against Montreal. Again, you just can't get it by price. And we're starting off the next five-game chunk with a huge win against the Washington Capitals and Alex Ovechkin on Saturday night. 
So we're starting off with the two points to get this chunk off the way. And from here on out, it's going to be really important that the Leafs not only get their six points every five games, but that they pick up a few points because they started out a little bit behind. It's really important that the Leafs not only get those six points, but that they go a few blocks where they pick up seven, eight points to make up for, you know, the four and five points ahead at the start of the year and to brace themselves for crunch time in February and March when teams are playing a lot more competitively. If the Leafs don't have a chance at getting the playoffs, they're going to have to make up for that in December and early January. And one good piece of news coming out of the Leafs and has been a bright spot for the Leafs all year is their rookies, Marner, Matthews, and Nylander. They're top the league when it comes to points and production. Mitchell Marner, he's got 11 assists. He's first in the league for rookie assists. And he's tied with Patrick Laine for first place with 18 points overall for NHL rookies. Matthews had such a drive spell there for about 12 or 13 games, but he's starting to rebound. He had another goal on Saturday. He's up to 17 points now. And he's right behind Patrick Laine with second place for goals. He's got nine on the season. And Nylander seems to be a really streaky player. Wasn't in the lineup the other night. Even he's got 15 points on the year. So they're all having really tremendous years. And it'll be interesting to see when the Leafs start getting a little bit more production from their third and fourth lines. Continued production from some of the veterans on the team. You know, Komarov hasn't had the year he's had in the last couple of years. JVR's played pretty well as of late, but he's kind of been streaky. Same with Bozak, although they do get their points off of Marner every now and then. But those veterans are going to be key if the Leafs want to be able to make the playoffs. But really, and the story's been the same all year, it's not the forwards that are going to get the Leafs into the playoffs, and it's not the forwards that are going to be the important thing going forward for this team in playoff competitiveness, it's going to be the defenseman. And we still don't know what's going to happen to the defenseman. We talked about it last time about the potentials when it comes to draft picks. There's not a whole lot of talk about moving top four defensemen in the league. It rarely happens. Every team wants top four defensemen. No matter what your defense looks like right now, you can always use another top four pairing. There has been some rumors of Leaf scouts in Calgary. As the Flames have sort of struggled up front, there's maybe talks that they would be willing to get rid of one of their defensemen to shore up some of their issues when it comes to forwards. And obviously the Leafs, with a lot of their talent... And obviously the Leafs have so much talent up front that they would be able to give away maybe one or two of those assets to shore up their defense. So they have that option. Kapanen's played really well in the minors. They also have Brendan Leipzig, who's leading the way in the AHL. Potential trade bait, maybe. There would definitely need to be more thrown into a deal to be able to pull off a top four defenseman. 
But the Leafs have been looking, and their scouts have been in Calgary, potentially looking at maybe Dougie Hamilton or a TJ Brody. I'm not so sure Dougie Hamilton would work out in Toronto. He's a bit of a point producer. He's a big man. But recently, ever since he's been paid, he really hasn't played the same physical way he did in Boston. To me, there's the potential that he'd be better version of Marincin. Slightly better. Same type of style where he doesn't always compete. He loses a lot of 50-50 battles. He doesn't make a hit to make a play. He doesn't take a hit to make a play. He doesn't make a hit to make a play. And the Leafs, they really need someone who can be a shutdown top pairing. They need someone like a faster version of enough physical, can throw up a few points, but just a better price really is what the Leafs are after. And Dougie comes with a bit of a price tag in himself. So it'll be interesting to see how much at least actually pursue anything with Calgary. Having said that, getting back to the forwards in the game the other night, Kadri had another brilliant game. He's having one of the better years of his young career. He's played really well this season when he's put in sort of a shutdown role. When he's not asked to put up the points and he's asked to play against the top line, top centerman, top player for the other team, whether it be McDavid a few weeks ago, he's thrown him on his ass, pushed him into the boards after whistles, getting under his skin, and really made it so that McDavid couldn't play. He did. He was no threat for the Leafs. And that's what Babcock's asking out of Kadri. And it seems that when he plays that way, he forgets about putting up points, and the points just come to him. Again, he shut down Ovechkin's line, for the majority of the game on Saturday night. And Kadri had, I'm not sure if it was the game winner or not, but he had a beautiful goal breakaway, tucked it through the pads, right through the five hole on Holpe. So he's played really well. He actually has nine goals in 21 games this season compared to last season. He had 17 goals total in 76 games played. And last year he was a minus 15. And this year he's a zero. So, He's really becoming more accountable, and by being more accountable, he's actually becoming more of a point producer. And there's some talk in the media right now about the future of Leafs' captaincy and whether or not Nazem Kadri could be that potential captain for the Leafs. But I don't really see it. There's something about Nazem Kadri, the way he deals with the media. He seems to be maturing, but there's still a lack of maturity there. We saw in the last couple of years, you know, he was suspended for some of his off-ice antics. Never really came out what exactly happened, partying, not making it to practice on time. He may not be the type of reliable character you want for a captain, Got to admit, I like his physicality when he does play physical and when he's producing, it's great. But I'm not sure if he's the face of the franchise. A lot of people would probably point to Matthews for that. McDavid was given the captaincy in his second year. 
number one overall pick in this last year's draft, Austin Matthews, would he get the same treatment out of Leafs management and the coach, Mike Babcock? I don't know. It seems like it's going that way, but I'm not sure that he'd be a great fit for the captaincy either. The type of captain that everyone in Leafs land, all of us Leafs lunatics love, someone like a Wendell Clark. Player who can go out there and score. He's physical. He's not afraid to drop the gloves. He'll fight for your team. He'll be a leader in the playoffs. And he'll lead the way when it comes to scoring, fighting, and dealing with the media and fans off the ice. And I think Matthews has the right attitude to be able to deal with fans off the ice, to deal with the media off the ice. He clearly has the talent offensively, and he's a great two-way player. But I don't think I've seen Matthews make one hit all season. And although he's great at maybe stick-checking, he goes in the corners and he can whack his stick around to try to poke a puck loose. There's a huge difference between doing that all the time and actually getting physical and knocking someone off of the puck. And I don't think someone who's never had a hit all season is going to be the type of guy to go out there and drop the gloves when need be. And if you want to compare him to the McDavid situation, so he's similar to skill and style as McDavid, although McDavid has a lot more skill probably than Matthews. But if you look at McDavid, when he was coming up, you know, he broke his hand in a fight. He makes hits when he has to. He plays a physical game, even though he doesn't look like he'd be the most physical player. We don't see that out of Matthews, and I think that's the type of person that we need for a captain around here. You look at Marner, one of the smaller players in the whole league, and even he's not afraid to throw around the body once in a while. He hit Camilleri right over in front of the net against New Jersey the other night, stole the puck off him because of that hit, and almost had a goal out of it. And that's the type of physicality and the type of leadership that the Leafs would need for a captain going forward. And switching back to Anderson, as he's been a theme throughout the season, his stats are starting to come alive. 297 goals against average with a 911 save percentage, bouncing up as he was below 800 for quite a while there, or below 900. He's 31st in the league, though, right now with that goals against average through 18 games. You look at old Johnny Burns. He's 202 goals against average, and he's 8th in the league, although he's only played 8 games. But it is good to see that Anderson is bouncing back a little bit. Leafs take on Edmonton tomorrow. Hopefully they can get together as their road struggles continue. They've only won one game all year on the road, and it's crucial going down the stretch that the Leafs start winning on the road if they want to have any shot at getting into the playoffs. Now we're joined in studio by our first guest of the season, Elise Lunatic herself. She was at the game the other night. We have Katie here, and she wants to give her impressions on the game the other night, on the Leafs this season, and just some of the entertainment she found at the ACC on Saturday night. Welcome, Katie. Hey, Josh, thanks for having me, and uh, so awesome to be on the show. I love listening to your podcast. Anyways, let's get to the the good stuff. So, was Yeah, what did you think? What did you think about the Leafs the other night, their play? Yeah, you know, it was a good game. Um, 
they uh, it was it wasn't the most action packed game I've been to, but it, it was still a good game. Some nice goals, uh, a couple of nice hits, almost a little um, roughing with a couple of the guys there, and the entertainment was really good. It was really nice to see that for the centennial season. Uh, Leafs Nation was everyone was excited and on fire, and and man, can that little girl sing? Oh, Canada, she is awesome. Um, some really great effects and, and, uh, yeah, it was just, it's such a great time, uh, to just to go and watch the game and, and, uh, soak up the environment there. What did you think of Nazem Kadri's play on well, Saturday night? Well, I, uh, he was shooting a little high most of the night, but, um, not sure if where he was aiming, but by the end of the night, he had that nice goal. Um, and, and everyone was just roaring with excitement when he, when he finally got it in the net. Yeah, he had a lot of chances, missing the net quite a bit, going high, glove, couldn't quite put it away, but he ends up going five-hole and finally gets that goal. Yeah, definitely. Um, I am a little disappointed, though. Anderson didn't, uh, let, he let a few goals in, didn't get the shutout. That was too bad, but overall, he seemed like he had a pretty good night. Yeah, he only let the two goals, held off, so Leafs could finally get that win. It was unfortunate. He couldn't hold off and get the first shutout of the year for himself. But at least it looks like he's starting to bounce back. And the Leafs overall are starting to play a little bit better. It'll be interesting to see how they do in Edmonton tomorrow night. This has been the Leafs Lunatic Podcast. I am Josh Blair. That was our first guest, Katie. Follow me on Twitter, at LeafsLunatic. Send us your emails to leafslunatic at gmail.com, and you can be on the show just like Katie.